Blog Talk Radio. And welcome. Thanks for coming today. You're listening to Community Garden Revolution. I'm Mary Huckel, and I'm so glad you're here today. We've got a very interesting group that's along the East Coast, and it's the Vermont Community Garden Network, and we've got uh, Libby Weiland, who is the statewide network coordinator, and she's going to tell us about what they're doing, how they got started cooking, and then what their plans are for 2016. Libby, I'm so glad you came today. Thanks for having me, Mary. Thanks for inviting me on. Well, thank you, ma'am. And Libby, what is it that uh, your group, your group again is called the Vermont Community Garden Network. How is it that you all got started and what was the purpose and what is it that you all do, uh, you know, in your current situation? Um, so, great question. We actually got started um, in a real local way, like a lot of, like a lot of different things. Yeah. It's a real grassroots, grassroots start. Um, we got started as a, a group called Friends of Burlington Gardens, um, and mm-hmm. so we were based out of Burlington, Vermont, way up here in the north country, not too far from the Canada border, um, and uh, just helping helping gardens get started um, in the Burlington area, um, giving them the support they needed, that sort of thing. Um, and then somewhere along the line, um, the, the former director... Um, um, Jim Flint, uh, noticed that there there wasn't just a need in Burlington, but there was a need all across the state of Vermont for support for community-based gardens of all sorts. Um, and so uh, he started doing a lot of work, um, creating more of a network around the state of um, these these community-based gardens. Um, and and uh, just a few years ago, about three years ago, um, we officially changed our name to Vermont Community Garden Network, and we are now um, a, a statewide nonprofit um, and um, and do that that same sort of work across the state in a lot of different ways. Oh, that's wonderful. Now it's kind of unusual, uh, but I think it's admirable. For a group to say, hey, you know, I need to see something across our whole state as a network, that's the way. I think a person should approach it, but I know a lot of people are just localized and just in their own, you know, little corner. How is it that you felt that you were comfortable enough to take that kind of a step? Because you're talking not just your own little area, you know, your own town and supporting it and making it shine, but you're talking about taking on your whole state. How is it that you had that courage to be able to make that jump? Well, that's a great question, and one I can only maybe partially answer. Um, I was I was not a part of the organization at the time where um, uh, when the statewide networking started to happen, um, mm-hmm. but uh, but I know that uh, that it happened gradually over time. So I think it was sort of a um, started having conversations with folks in different parts of the states, um, and um, and you know a few gardens at a time sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and and then uh, eventually just that network builds. Um, you know uh, these. Um, what we've been working more and more on is, is developing these sort of regional networks um, across the state. Um, and so uh, not just thinking about it as, you know, thinking about it as a unified network across the state of Vermont, but also there are these sort of regional hubs where um, where different garden groups can kind of get to know each other um, within just, you know, one county or within a single town um, or that sort of thing. And so I think I think that's sort of how it built in the, in, from the get-go is sort of that um, one person tells another and, and um, the movement sort of builds over time wow and then do you all have a registry then that you do for your state uh kind of like what a lot of people do for their wines or their craft beers do you have also a registry that the uh community gardens um say hey you know we're here this is our name this is our address that kind of thing 
That's a great question and one we've actually been trying to figure out ourselves. Um, so um, we do we do have um, um, over time we've built an online or it was not initially online but now it's an online garden directory um, and uh, we invite groups from across the state um, to to let us know um, their information so we can put it up on that directory. Um, that is something as garden groups change. That's a hard thing to keep up to as up to date right. as we'd like for it to be. Um, and so that's that's a question we're asking ourselves right now, kind of how to upkeep that. Um, so in a, in a real official way, so that everyone can see it. Um, in an unofficial way, um, behind the scenes, um, we have we have a whole database of gardens um, that we're um, we have different sorts of relationships at different levels. Um, whether they've uh, they've attended a number of our workshops um, or whether at, they're at the um, so the next level, um, we've just last year launched a, a paid membership, um, which has a number of other benefits associated with it. So um, discounts to workshops and um, gardener supply discounts, things like that, um, but also kind of a next level of network support and um, and connection. Um, so we're, we're trying that at a number of levels, but um, uh, but yeah, we're we're, we're Trying to figure that that question out, as I think a lot of <laughs> groups that serve a lot of broad, broad area are. Yeah, because uh, from what I understand, and I'm just going by what I hear, uh, some folks are looking at this with their farmers markets, uh, but their community gardens allow them to have uh, this is an e- economic tool, uh, so that mm-hmm. when uh, a company is thinking about locating a certain city or state, they look on there and see if there is a registry of some sort of community gardens, because that might be one of their uh, community interests or one of their causes or mm-hmm. charity causes. Mm-hmm. So uh, some folks have been using that as a great uh, economic tool uh, and encourage them. You know, it is hard to get people to go ahead and call and say, hi, how are you? Well, we find it in our town. I, I say, you know, mm-hmm. register, you know, with the American Community Gardening Association. Huh? <laughs> register? Uh-huh. But you got to do that because that helps get the word out that you have something going on in your town. So I I know that is hard. It's hard like in my area. But, um, okay, now as far as your own Burlington, Vermont area, which is a lovely area, uh, Mm. good residential but also good resort kind of place to visit, how many gardens do you have there? And uh, how is it that you keep the volunteers coming and the funding? It's always funding and volunteers. How do you keep those things sustainable in your all's area? Um, that's a great question. So um, in the Burlington area specifically, we actually, um, that was one of the things that sort of transitioned from our organization um, to the city of Burlington. So we were helping to start some of those those community gardens right here in Burlington, and um, now um, the city's Parks, Rec, and Waterfront Department runs um, 14 community gardens right here in Burlington. Great. It's a pretty small town, pretty small city, city slash town, um, uh, but, but there's a lot going on. Um, and then there are a few other gardens that are not a part of that network um, that also, but are also happening right here in this area, um, mm-hmm. and and how we um, how we support them. I mean, like I said, um, we're really lucky to have a really supportive um, uh, city, uh, and, you know, administration and um, and the parks department there. Um, that that it's a it's a part of what they do. They actually there's actually an official um, project of the Parks and Rec Department that is the Burlington Area Community Gardens. Um, so. Mm-hmm. Um, this area is very lucky in that in that way that it's sort of a um, 
it's a line item in a sense. Um, oh, a line in item budget. in the budget? Man, that is great progression. <laughs> that, congratulations <laughs> that is to you all. <laughs> that's, that's like that's like the next level, right? Um, that so is an important level. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And that's what we see here in Burlington, and there are a few other places around the state that have similar programs. Um, you know, line item, but not that they have loads of money. <laughs> um, you know, right, they're still, they're right. trying to find other ways to bring in resources. But around the state, for the most part, these are small grassroots groups um, that are just kind of <laughs> scratching by. Um, right. So funding is, is, is a number one question for everyone. Um, we are, are also very lucky to have just a very supportive um, state network of nonprofits um, and funders and such um, that are looking to support this sort of work. So um, one of the groups that we work really closely with is the New England Grassroots Environment Fund, um, mm-hmm. and also known as NEGEF, and they work across the New England states um, providing grant funding um, and collaborate with a lot of organizations like ours um, on um, technical assistance to go along with that um, that funding, which we, we feel as an Good. organization... Um, anytime you provide funding, also provide some technical assistance because um, it's m- about more than just money. <laughs> it's about right. understanding That's how this is right. and about how things forward. Um, so, um, so yeah, it it's, it works one level here, and it works um, in a lot of other ways, um, other in other parts of the state. But that's kind of the picture. And do you provide uh, classes uh, or workshops for people, or is it something you're just doing as an organization to connect them in your state and create the synergy? Because I think that's wonderful that you're creating such a synergy for your state mm-hmm. uh, to look at this uh, statewide versus going, okay, I'm a community garden, I'm here all by myself, and then I've got maybe somebody across yeah. the uh, the county, you know, they're doing something. But here you've got that synergy, and so you've got the interest, hopefully, yeah, of your state yeah. legislators. I mean, they're watching. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, do you have workshops that you do together, or is it something that each group does their own little, you know, thing, like classes, workshops, and, and uh, maybe um, some kind of cooking class thing, or, so, you know, what is what is the breakdown on that? Yeah, so um, we do actually have uh, what we call them, we call them garden leader workshops. Um, it's our Grow It series. Um, mm-hmm. And that that is a big part of how we build our network. Um, so, like I was saying earlier about our sort of these regional networks within the state, um, we have um, these workshops. They happen in the spring and fall of each year at seven different locations around the state. Um, and the idea is, it's these people who are um, who are leaders in whatever way they are. You know, volunteer leaders, whether they're paid leaders, whether they're teachers that are really involved. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and um, those those garden leaders, how can we give them that extra support to do um, the work that they need to do and to be equipped to do it? Um, and it's about more than just um, you know knowing how to how to plant a seed and um, and um, see it to harvest. It's, it's about a lot more than that. It's about knowing how to organize volunteers. It's about knowing how to fundraise. It's about keeping people engaged, problem solving in a way that's um, that that really um, creates resiliency in the garden. So uh, that's a lot of what those workshops are about. We, you know, we do some in the garden stuff, and we um, we do garden tours typically as a part of those workshops as well of, of different community-based gardens around the state. Um, but uh, the real focus is um, is around those kind of skills building for garden leaders and connection between them. Oh, that's um, wonderful. So it's, yeah, it's a chance for them to um, to really brainstorm with each other, problem solve together. You know, just 
sort of like you were saying, you know, have they, they have their thing going on where they are, maybe even across town. They maybe heard of another group that was doing a similar right. thing, but they never really connected. And um, making those connections happen in person um, that are, we found are really lasting um, connections. So um, that, that, I would say, is, is one of our number one ways that we build our network is through those in-person workshops. Um, we also work a lot. So when, when I say community-based garden, that means anytime people are getting together to grow food in community together. Um, and so right. uh, that includes your plot-based community garden. Um, we include school gardens in that picture as well, um, the, it, housing site gardens, uh, you know, food bank-type gardens. So anytime where people are doing that sort of thing together, um, we, we want to support them. So another network that we tap into is the Farm to School Network here in Vermont, mm-hmm. and that is an incredibly strong network, and there are lots of different organizations making that work. So we, we tap into re, um, resources that they are already kind of providing, um, like conferences and things like that. And so we often provide um, similar workshops for um, the farm-to-school um, coordinators and, and people who are providing uh, gardens at schools as well. So um, It yeah, sounds like it grew so much more than what you were anticipating. I mean, it was something that you <laughs> went in there for one layer and then you peeled this off and you went, well, yeah. there's something other area we can go into. And it just kept on spanning what, what it sounds like. We're listening to Libby Weiland of the statewide network coordinator of the Vermont Community Garden Network, and they are from Burlington, Vermont. And a question I have to ask, because here in the Midwest, we are blessed that we have a little bit longer growing season. Uh, Have you all found that you had to go inside, or do you do uh, hoop houses, um, or do you do um, something where you go inside a greenhouse and extend your growing season? What do you all do in Vermont? That's a great question. Everyone does a little a little something different. You know, some people just, yeah. just deal with the weather and close up early. Um but uh yes, more and more people are talking <laughs> people are talking about season extension. Um that's a that's a big thing. Um definitely, you know, just through through covering crops, um, you know, to extend things a little bit, um, cold frames and things like that. Um but uh but definitely hoop houses and greenhouses are um becoming more popular. I've I don't know the number of calls I've gotten in the last um I would say year or so of, mm-hmm. um, of folks that want to want to hear what successful programs like that work. You know, because it's it's they're they're more resource intensive um, projects, and you know, and take a, take a lot to get there. Um, but if you can make it work, um, they can they can um, really extend the possibilities. You know, Elliot Coleman. Um, uh, is a, from up in the northeast here is a real hero of a lot of a lot of folks around here, um, and he's all about that um, that um, year-round growing. Um, so mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who are who are doing more and more innovative things around making that work. I actually am working right now with a, a project here in um, Winooski that's um, considering uh, developing greenhouses at a school, which is um, something that we're oh, seeing more of. Which good. Is, makes makes a lot of sense because um students are around in um around in the winter mostly you know around in the cool, cooler <laughs> seasons um, at least here in Vermont um and so uh so to actually be able to see um see things grow and and eat those things um during the school year um is is it's good soon. for the student mhm yeah, they get to see how it grows, and then they feel like they've accomplished something, and then they're not so afraid yeah. to eat so many vegetables. They find out with studies, Cornell University is one that has done this study, and they said um, uh, basically if the students have a chance to grow their own food, uh, then they're more likely to eat it. 
Mm, and that's absolutely. great because a lot of these people were just trying to mm-hmm. stuff the food in front of them that would look healthy, be healthy kind of thing, but they didn't find as yep. good percentages of people eating it. But if the students yep. had a chance to help grow it, it significantly went up, and the students just chowed down on that stuff, and they ate it off their plates. So that is a great tool that you have in with the, the uh, greenhouses. Now, you can get expensive greenhouses, or you can get moderate, or you can get inexpensive ones. So good luck on that one, gal. <laughs> Thank you Good luck much. on that decision. <laughs> You've yeah, heard all exactly. kinds of spectrums on that. <laughs> uh-huh. But, that, that is for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, so uh, then um, I guess what I wanted to say, too, on the extension part, have you all looked at vertical gardening at all, you know, any kind of vertical uh, growing upward uh, on things? And have you even looked at hydroponics and aquaponics? Um, so definitely vertical gardening is something that um, we, we tap into in kind of whatever way we can. Um, we always encourage um, groups to say, oh, I don't have space to garden. <laughs> say, well, mm-hmm, think right. differently. <laughs> um, right. So uh, um, absolutely that's something we promote. It's it's a little bit less of an issue. We don't have, um, you know, it's it's um, most needed, that issue is most um uh, needed to be addressed in ur- more urban areas, and we don't have that many in Vermont. <laughs> um, right. But, uh, but it's still it's still something that we um, we promote a lot in terms of aquaponics um, and hydroponics. We um, we have not, as an organization, have not really done much um, to promote that. Um, uh, but I have heard of there's actually a school in Burlington right now who's that's exploring some of that sort of oh um, interesting. Sort of stuff. So, Yet another avenue to, for us to learn more about, you know, and that's a big part of, um, you know, as an organization and as, as experts in the field, we we have um, we have uh, resources to provide, you know, the like you, you mentioned Cornell and you know other groups that are, um, you know, we kind of tap into the great things that they're doing and share those things. But a lot of a lot of our learning comes from the garden groups around the state. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, this this group here in Burlington that's um, starting out on aquaponics to um, to uh, you know tell them when they're starting out, say, all right, send us pictures. Let us know how it's going. Um, we want to we want to share your story with the rest of the state. You know, um, both the successes and, and the challenges. And so um, that's really how we we spread the word and, and grow the network is um, is through sharing best practices from from uh, the garden groups right here in Vermont and and, and around and the country is, as well. But. And it is all right to share. I think a lot of people in certain other organizations or situations are kind of guarded at what they're doing or how they're doing where in community gardening and also eating local. Uh, that kind of thing. People are more sherry, uh, givey of what their successes are, mm-hmm. what pitfalls they've had. And I think that's very good because then you know you're going and growing and doing the right thing. Um, whenever it is you can share ideas, I always feel that that's a growth for not only them but also for yourself because sometimes you can uh, give an idea and someone says, oh, but I heard this happens or, or I heard blah, 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 you know, or they may know, like I've told some people of some seed companies, uh, you know, you know mm-hmm. there's a Baker Creek Heirloom Seed Company, I'll tell you, too. Uh, they, uh, mm-hmm. at the, uh, if you have a community garden that wants to start up, they'll give you free seeds to get those uh, community gardens starting up. So it's Baker Creek mm-hmm. Heirloom um, Seed Company. And then at the end of the season, a lot of seed companies, they want to get rid of their inventory. So if you give them a call and say, hey, do you have some old seeds around, they'll be more than happy to donate to your groups for free. Now the uh, Baker yep. Crop Baker Bayer Crop Science folks, uh, they have a big pollinator program that uh, if a person goes on there and uh, asks for seeds sent to them, they'll give you wildflower seeds because they want to see butterflies and bees come to gardens, 
and they give a whole mm-hmm. group of seats for groups too that are free. So there are some companies out there that do want to help folks like yourself and any other community garden out there uh, that's listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to contact these companies, they'll be more than happy to send you free seeds. So don't be afraid to ask. <laughs> well, we've been listening yeah. to uh, Libby Wyland, who has been an absolute delight. She told me she had a cold today, but she sounded great. And she's a statewide mm-hmm. network coordinator from the Vermont Community Garden Network. And you all are doing a tremendous job, and that's what was intriguing to me, how you're doing a successful situation in today's times. And, of course, the East Coast, we learn from you all, the the East Coast and a lot of times Southern California. uh, But uh, the rest of the nation always learns from you all. So uh, we appreciate your time today, Libby. It's been my honor and pleasure. And uh, hopefully uh, uh, springtime will be coming soon for you all instead of all this winter stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for keeping an eye out for it. And thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, Hey, my pleasure, my honor. Yeah, my Great. pleasure, my honor. We sent this uh, to uh, different um, national, uh, you know, media outlets after the program's over, and we also put it in a larger program called Community Garden that I send out to different radio stations. And I'm also going to include you all, and I'll send you a free copy of our digital magazine called Community Garden, and people can go to link H T T P dot dot forward slash mark forward slash mark J O O M dot A G forward slash mark N and then capital B, and then little uh, HP. And so if you go ahead and go on that link, uh, we'll go ahead and put uh, you all in our March issue and send you a free copy. And we're just so delighted and glad to have been able to talk to you, Libby, and hope you all have a great 2016 season. We're just so proud of you, and good luck to you. Well, thanks so much. Same to you, Mary. Thank you, ma'am. And you've been listening to Community Garden. I am so glad that you came today and listened to this wonderful show. And we had the people from the Vermont Community Garden Network here. Have a great Community Garden Day. And that was it, Miss Libby.